0: Welcome to the SCOBY podcast. We'll be bringing you the latest news from Scovia our members and from around the vision sector. I'm Carolyn Scott. And I'm Maggie Chapman. Coming up on today's programme... The SCOBY conference takes place on Thursday the
1: 29th of November in Perth and we have all the info you need about that. The next cross-party group on visual impairment takes place on the 20th of November, not the 4th of December as previously advertised.
0: Royal Blind break parliamentary records with the best attended reception ever in the Scottish Parliament for their 225th anniversary
1: celebrations. We have a recap of RNIB's 150th anniversary celebrations and look at some of the new research they have published on attitudes towards people with vision impairments. We'll also be discussing the Visionary Conference, the new VitalTech website, Alice, the local information service, and dates for your diary. So do stay tuned for all that and more on this month's SCOVI podcast. the conference will be taking place on the 29th of November. Maggie, hit me with all the info you have. Well, this year, our conference is focusing on social isolation and loneliness experienced by people with vision impairments. We will hear from Royal Blind and Scottish War Blinded about the research on loneliness and sight loss they did earlier this year. People working in mental health and social care will be talking about what is needed to tackle social social isolation. And we will hear about how technology can be used to prevent loneliness and keep people connected. With contributions from SCOVI members, the Scottish Government, other charities, and health and social care workers, I'm sure that this will be a really interesting day of discussions and networking and an opportunity to consider how we can deliver the changes we need to make so that people with vision impairments do not feel isolated and alone. Once again, that is Thursday the 29th of November and that is
0: from 10.30am at the Jury Centre in Perth. Full details and booking information
1: can be found on our website, that's uk forward slash conference. And I should say that the conference will be followed by the SCOVI AGM. That's on Thursday, the 29th of November from 3pm at the Dewar Centre in Perth. So do join us for the conference and for our AGM following that. Now, an
0: important note, there has been a change of date for the next cross-party group on visual impairment. This was announced at the last CPG, but the Parliament's website hadn't been updated when I checked it earlier today. So you may still have that in your diary as the 4th of December. So it will take place on the 20th of November, that's 6pm, in the Scottish Parliament building, not
1: the 4th of December, as previously stated. The November CPG will be focusing on transport and the various issues that people with vision impairments face in relation to this. Anyone interested in attending are asked to confirm that they'll be going along, and they can do that by contacting RNIB's Katrina Burnus by email on katrina.burnus at rnib.org.uk.
0: Now, Maggie. I know that you love a quiz, don't you? It's your favourite thing. Mm, maybe not. I have a quiz for you. Okay, go okay, on Okay, I know that you are quite a fan of Scottish folk music. Yes. So I have a clip for you to listen to and there's a very interesting fact that links this song to one of Scovey's members.
2: Scots were hey, We Wallace bled Scots Bruce Often so,
0: Maggie, what is the relationship between that song and one of our
1: members? Well, it's Scott Swahey and it was written by Robert Burns, who died three years after one of our members was founded. That is a very good
0: Yes, and certainly that that could be some kind of relationship but three years after isn't that exciting
1: well given that was when he died was it written in the same year they were founded it was
0: indeed written in the same year that Royal blind was founded you googled that didn't you no oh, not at, at all no, you didn't because <laughs> earlier on you were not looking forward to the fact that I put a quiz in this I don't like
1: quizzes you no you of... wanted
0: me to tell you the adva- the answer before we yes, started recording yes. well um that is indeed correct the song Scots why was written by rock Barnes in the same year as Royal Blind was formed.
1: And I can tell you a little bit more about Royal Blind. It's one of Scotland's oldest charities and earlier this month they broke parliamentary records with the best ever attended re- ever attended reception at the Scottish Parliament Building to celebrate their 225th birthday.
0: Yeah, congratulations indeed to Royal Blind. That's quite the accolade, breaking Absolutely. parliamentary records. Now, we were unfortunately unable to attend this event as we were away at the Visionary Conference in Birmingham, which classed with the event but everyone who did make it along has been raving about it.
1: We've heard so many good things about that evening. There was a performance from Royal Blind school pupil Connor and an exhibition of the organisation's history at the event which was hosted by MSP Stuart Macmillan who also convenes the cross-party group on visual impairment. Royal Blind Chief Executive and Scovi trustee, Mark O'Donnell, gave a speech, as did Claire Hockey, the Scottish Government Minister for Mental Health, whose remit covers sensory impairment. We are
0: very, very sorry to have missed that event, but given the record-breaking status, I imagine that most of our listeners were probably there too. Indeed, indeed. And I think in our last newsletter, we did put out a link to the special book that Royal Blind have published for their 225th birthday. We'll pop some links to that out on social media and stuff just now as well. So now... RNIB also had a birthday to celebrate this year and on the 16th of October you may have seen a fantastic amount of content coming out across social media and national video and poster campaigns to celebrate 150 years
1: of RNIB. We at Scovey were lucky enough to be invited along to their party in Edinburgh, but unfortunately I wasn't well, so couldn't make the event. But Carolyn, you went along on behalf of both of us and Scovey and had an au- and have an audio report for us now on that event, don't you? I do indeed. It was a great night and I really had absolutely no idea
0: what to expect as when you were unable to make it, you sent me along with a location time and an email that said that there would be wine and canopies and that was all I was prepared for but I uh, did find a stand-in for you sorry Maggie That's um, right. to join me in taking the scoby microphone through the crowds to hear what others had to say I am at the Edinburgh City Chambers and I'm joined not by Maggie tonight because she's under the weather and unable to join me but Jackie Winning has stepped in Jackie from Fourth Valley Century Centre good evening Jackie
1: Good evening, and I apologize for being such a poor substitute for Maggie. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no poor substitute at all. So we're about to head into the RNIB's 150th birthday celebrations. Now, I don't really know much about what's happening tonight, other than the fact that we have to turn up at 5:30. It's all been a bit uh, cloak and daggers. Do you know much, Jackie, about what we're expected to go into here tonight?
1: Well, what I know is there's lots of wine and canopies, and I am so looking forward to going and hearing all the inspirational stories from people. Excellent. Well, let's head on in and check it out. Let's go.
0: Well, it's a packed hall and a really beautiful room. There is indeed canopies and wine. There's a tech stall. There's a stall with RNIB's book, Feeling Our History, which is part of a much wider project that we'll send out links to in our newsletter. And we're going to be hearing a short video soon, which is 150 years in 150 seconds, which is also available on RNIB Scotland's YouTube and website. There are going to be numerous speakers telling us their own stories in 150 words, and as you can hear in the background, there's some excellent singing from Brian McGlashan. But rather than me trying to tell you all about this evening, I'm going to take the microphone round the room and find out what other people have to say. Michelle, uh, our listeners would have had the chance to see your talk in the Scottish Parliament last month, because that featured on last month's SCOBY podcast, who we are today at the, the RNIB 150th celebrations, and what has been your highlight from this evening so far?
3: For me, hearing the people speak and how so many of the speakers in 150 words encapsulating my feelings about blindness about life and about how the RNIB has helped them as individuals for me and this is perhaps a slightly controversial thing to say but the RNIB did not feature much in my early life because I went to specialized education and then I went into you know education with support but when I left school and went into employment I began to volunteer with Haggai and loved it I was involved with the RNIB speakers course this summer and loved it, and just seeing how the RNIB is going to move forward fills me with hope and enthusiasm for how blind and partially sighted people are, are going to be helped and assisted and just generally viewed. I'm, I'm really excited, it was great to, be part, great to be invited and great to be part of tonight's event. And if I can
0: put you on the spot, if we were to look over the next 150 years and you can imagine one major change that would transform the lives of visually impaired people in Scotland, what would it be?
3: For me, education of the sighted public, I feel that the glass ceiling is incredibly low. People have incredibly low expectations of blind and partially sighted people and what I would like is for the general public, whether that's train assistant staff, whether it's hiring managers, anybody on on the streets or in bars, pubs, clubs, restaurants, anywhere, I would like people to view a person and not immediately see sight loss, not immediately make an assumption, so greater education for me is key moving forward into the next 150 years, education 100%. Excellent,
0: thank you very much for joining us on the SCOBY podcast. Matthew thank you very much for joining us on the SCOBY podcast and what's your takeaway from the evening then?
4: It was really exciting to get to share my experiences from Haggai and how Haggai has helped me develop as a person, secure my internship earlier this year at the Scottish Parliament, which was part of the Inclusion Scotland We Can Work programme. But uh, what I'm equally excited about is today for me RNIB's new brand that was released in part for the 150th anniversary. It clicks, it makes sense. See the person, not the sight loss, all the confidence, all the stories, the wanting to share our journeys and experiences that have come out of this evening. We can all take that away and that makes me really excited for the role RNIB and everyone who's part of it can play in future.
0: And that uh, rebranding has gone hand-in-hand hand with a video campaign highlighting that hasn't it, that's got a whole lot of videos that are saying, look, see the person and not the sight loss. And for, for you, has that really been something that's quite important then to come from this rebranding, that campaign itself?
4: It is really important, but I didn't see it at first. I saw a lot of marketing stuff, but the stories from this evening, are that brand see the person not the sight loss all our 150 word stories everything rnib does that we do that everyone in this room here does and we'll do even greater.
0: And we've just been joined by some other speakers (laughs) from this
5: evening. (laughs) Yes,
0: Catherine gave an excellent one. So we heard, Campbell, tell us about the 150 words talks that we heard from everybody.
5: Well, well, this evening we've heard some really inspiring people share in 150 words some of their experiences of um, living full lives, um, but also their interface with RNIB um, and their time um, and their sight loss journey as well. So really inspiring. A range of ages, a range of people from different backgrounds, different walks of lives, um, and I think it really added that kind of um, human touch to tonight and how we should be seeing the person and then seeing the sight loss in that sense.
0: And Catherine, is isn't it? You were also given a 150-word talk earlier on. So give us a quick rundown of what you were saying to the crowd earlier today. So I was talking about how um, I was diagnosed when I was uh, quite young, when I was five, and I didn't find the RNIB for at least another 10 years after that. Um, So um, I've been involved with them for the last 10 years
1: or so. um, And I was talking about how um, Haggai and the new, uh, in the last couple of years, RNIB Connect has allowed me to not just support myself
0: and like get support for myself, but to like give back, um, not just to the sight loss community, but to wider society to raise awareness and to to make things better for everybody, more accessible for everybody. Excellent. And have you enjoyed the evening? Have you been able to partake in some of the, the cake and canopies going around? I was
6: told I had to stop eating my cake so they could take a photo of me,
0: <laughs> and I was outraged. That's pretty and my, unfair. And my sister
1: had to check I didn't have any on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, it's been lovely. And the room is lovely, too. The city chambers are gorgeous. The gorgeous gorgeous building.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us on the Scobie Podcasts. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you better introduce yourself, Campbell, because we've just heard you speaking what with that it? group there. But for our listeners, you're a SCOVE trustee.
5: I am. I'm vice president of SCOVI and I also head of networks for RNIB. um So our networks of connected communities across Scotland um, the north of England and Northern Ireland. But I probably just wanted to share um, an insight from myself just um, when we heard about Thomas Armitage, when he set this up the, um, the organization in um, 150 years ago now. Um, you know he was um, really promoting independence for people that export. it's been sight loss to give them fuller lives um, and promoting the latest technology at the time which was braille and it just feels like we've projected 150 years forward we've got a whole range of new technology but the message is still the same that surely what we're encouraging people is to see people differently to, and for blind and partially people to live full and active and independent lives so in some ways the message is still the same although we're 150 years on.
0: And here's to the next 150 years. Yeah? Yes, cheers. I've just walked over to the technology zone at the RNIB event. Now tell us a little bit about what's going on here. And I believe you've got some new technology that's just come out.
6: Yeah, so my name is Richard Asher and this is Christine over here.
0: Hi there. Hello.
6: And basically we're online today. and um, We focus on how visually impaired, um, people who are visually impaired, how they can use technology um, to help get along through daily lives, and just so that um, just because someone does have visual impairments, you can still use a phone, um, just like just just as normal, um, with help of some apps and and um, special features on some of the devices, um, accessibility features, and things like that. So.
0: And there's some new technology that you're showcasing today, is that right? That's just come out in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, we've got the Orbit
6: Reader 20, which is a Braille display. um, And um, it's had quite a lot of excitement. A lot of people actually this evening getting to hold it, touch it, see how it works, um, have a wee play with it as well. Um, So it allows people who are Braille users to read documents. It's a refreshable Braille display. Um, and it's probably one of the cheapest ones that's been out um, to this date, so that's why it's quite exciting. It's more accessible through price.
0: And so this can just be plugged into a computer and a Word document, for example, can be translated into Braille?
6: That's correct, so um, you can plug it into your computer, you can Bluetooth it to another device, like your phone or your tablet. Um, It's also got an SD card holder, so you can store lots of things on your SD card and it has its own um, kind of way of displaying the Braille, you can change the modes on it as well if you use different types of Braille or different languages even. Excellent.
0: And as with all of these things, and one of the things that we care about at SCOBY is that it requires people who are creating content to design for inclusion and make sure that their content can be read by these readers, isn't that right? Yep, that's right. So um,
6: if your format is as clean as possible, it's a bit easier to turn it into another format. This particular thing uses a .brf file. but if it's too fancy and has lots of pictures and things, sometimes it's a bit difficult to actually um, transfer that. So if, you, if you've got just like a normal Word document um, with text and you use the headings, that's not the best way for anyone to read anything with any device. Excellent.
0: And have you guys been allowed away from this desk for the night to, to sample some of the, the wine and the cake and the canopies that have been going round? Yeah, so you know, while the speaker's happening, we're able—we're quite
6: near the cake, so um, we, we've, we've kind of uh, had had our fill.
0: Um, so yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the Scully Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. So the evening is over, and we're all filtering out of this wonderful building at the Edinburgh City Chambers. Jackie, how have you found it tonight? I thought it was amazing.
1: I think. Lots of people spoke in 150 words about how they were inspired and it's amazing how much you can cram into 150 words. So well done, everybody. What a great event. It was really fantastic. And here's to the next 150 years. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Jackie for looking after Carolyn that evening. I know looking that, after me. that can be quite a tall <laughs> task sometimes, especially when wine and canapes are involved. So we'll be posting out some of the links to more of that information and the 150 word speeches that were given on the evening. RNIB has also published new
0: research as part of their birthday celebrations, and it has some really interesting findings. Research carried out amongst blind and partially sighted people revealed that other people's limited knowledge and understanding of sight loss is the biggest barrier they face in everyday lives. A general lack of awareness, incorrect assumptions, and outdated stereotypes all make day-to-day life
1: harder for people with sight loss. These poor societal attitudes and lack of awareness were judged to be a bigger barrier to inclusion than practical challenges, including finding and keeping a job, navigating streets and using public transport. The findings were backed up by a poll of the general public, which revealed that 50% of people believe that blind and partially sighted people would struggle to find and hold down a job. The survey also suggested that people lack confidence when it comes to providing assistance. Nearly half... 44% 44% in fact of people surveyed admitted that they would not always help blind or partially sighted people with 8% saying they would be afraid of causing offence and a further 8% saying they felt unsure of how to help. You can read more
0: about that at rnib.org.uk and they'll be a link to that in our newsletter also.
1: Now you may already have heard of an online, online service called ALIS, that's A-L-I-S-S. It stands for A Local Information Service for Scotland. It's a really simple-to-use platform that can give you access to local services through a simple online search tool. If you go to Alice.org, that's alis.org, you will immediately see a small search box that you can enter a postcode into to find out what local services there are in your area. You can use keywords such as vision impairment to narrow your search to find exactly the information you're looking for. Now, the whole
0: system depends on those who are running the services making sure that they upload their info onto the system. And I have been spending some time with the team at Alice and we're really keen to get all of the info on the wonderful activities and services that our SCOVI members have going on onto the system. We can now offer a service to our members whereby if you contact me with any information about services and activities that you have, I can get them all online in the first instance. After that, I'm able to visit members and run training on how you can take ownership of that information so that you can keep it all up to date and input any new events. So do please get in touch with me, that's carolyn.scott at scovey.org.uk with any information that you would like us to upload or if you'd like to book some training.
1: It's a really valuable service we can now offer our members, so it's really great that you've done that training. Thank you for that.
0: And thank you very much to the team at Alice who were incredibly friendly and helpful.
1: Great as we mentioned earlier we missed royal blinds birthday celebrations because we were in birmingham at the visionary conference along with another scovi trustee carl Hodson from seascape it was great to meet people from and get to know more about the vision sector around the uk to catch up with colleagues from wales council for the blind which is the welsh equivalent of scovi and to learn about a range of things from fundraising and innovative support technologies to different kinds of partnership working and of course how to build and then fly a kite. That was definitely one of my my (laughs) highlights. We won the competition in that workshop too. We did, we did. And the Scovy kite (laughs) is alive and well and currently doing the rounds of all the trustees. One of the workshops that I attended, um, not
0: to just single out one, but one that I actually managed to speak to those running as well, um, was about a new website that we think might be a fantastic resource for all of our members and indeed beyond. The new website, vitaltech.org.uk, is your guide through the world of assistive technology. the site is managed by blind and partially sighted people and it's for blind and partially sighted people and it's built in a thematic way so that you can look at specific areas such as health and well-being computing or jobs around the house and the site will then give you info about assistive technology that could assist people with vision impairments in those areas i managed to catch up with darren and chris from vitaltech after that workshop and have a short interview with them that we can have a listen to now Darren and Chris from Vitaltech, thank you for joining us on the Scovy podcast. Now, just give us the, 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 the one line marketing blurb. What is Vitaltech?
7: Well, it's uh, impartial um, advice on the assistive and inclusive technology that's currently available in the UK
2: for blind and partially sighted people.
0: Excellent. And just how long have you guys been working on developing this site?
2: Approximately two years we spent a lot of time cataloging and checking our facts and that took about six to eight months. The rest of the time was what we call de-geeking the information for making it very technical and very lengthy to try and put it into parlance that the everyday person might use, that might be frightened of us using assistive inclusive technology. They might be technophobes or they might be wanting to learn more. So we've tried to make it as simple and plain English as possible, removing the jargon
0: and i've just spent the last little while during your workshop here at the visionary conference interacting with the site and it's so easy to use it's so well labeled it's fantastic and it's 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 not labeled as if here's all the tech what can it do for you it's labeled as if what do you need tech to do for you and was that a kind of a conscious decision that you thought let's let's look first and foremost about what activities people need tech to to or well, what activities could be could benefit from the use of tech
7: yeah definitely definitely it's always been um, at the heart of our thinking Um, just because tech for tech's sake that's useless so it's uh, at the end of the day technology for everybody in any sphere is all about getting the right tools for the job in hand and that is exactly why we've we've put it in this way because The idea of Vital Tech is to give information to people who don't know what tech is out there. So if you don't know what tech is out there, how are you going to know that what you're looking for is a tablet? So you've got to put it in a more sort of simplistic approach. What would you use the tablet for? Well, staying
2: in touch or uh, communicating. And that's exactly how you would find it on our site. Myself and Darren, we're screen reader users. I'm a low vision magnifier user so I use a bit of uh, colour enhancement and magnification. Uh, So we've thoroughly tested the platform and we believe that it's intuitive and we've tried to declutter an experience from being largely text based to being theme based and then you can expand on those themes to make the paragraphs larger if you want a longer read and it's clutter free so you can search in a hurry.
0: One of the things that I really like about it as well is that some of the solutions that are offered, some of the products that are offered up, are not that high-tech. And it's it's nice to see that the focus hasn't just been on what's shiny and glitzy and fancy, but actually there is some really low-tech solutions that are as important, aren't they?
7: Definitely, definitely. I mean, we just want to highlight things that are simple. And sometimes, if you're just looking at... Something that might be useful for pouring a drink. Why would you need to spend more than five or ten pounds on the fantastic ever coming out example of the liquid level indicator? You know,
2: and battery life is still an issue with certain pieces of tech. The larger pieces of tech have bigger batteries. Uh, Sometimes the the phones, for example, you could if you have ten different apps doing ten different things, it puts a drain on the battery. So you might want to use a strategy of using four things on the phone and maybe have one or two lower tech devices that are not going to drain your battery. So it's about managing, it's about staying organized, it's about being efficient, and it's about getting things done and trying to do that in a simple, effective, clutter-free way as, as we can make it.
0: Well. I absolutely love the site, I think it's fantastic. We're gonna tweet out a whole load of links and we're gonna put links to the site in our newsletter that will go out with this podcast. Um, but just one final thing if you can say to all of our members, what's the why should they go to your site right now and, figure and find out what it's about?
7: I would say because what we've tried to do is, is make things as simple and straightforward as possible. If you or someone you know is going through this site loss journey and they're losing their sight, um, and you want to know the sorts of things that might be worth considering for them, Vital Tech um, has been designed for you to go and have a look at the sorts of things that are available and hopefully make it easier for you to decide, um, if anything, um, what might be best to think about getting hold of.
2: It's no pressure. Uh, I'm trying to keep it simple, and it's a uh, self-help resource for people, that are blind and partially sighted and for those professionals and family members and friends that support them.
0: Excellent. Well, Darren, Chris, thank you very much for joining us on the SCOI Podcasts.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And as you can hear by my enthusiasm throughout that interview, I do think that this is a really great site. It's so
1: well designed, well laid out and easy to use. So do check it out. That's vitaltech.org.uk. Scovie is signed up to Easy Fundraising and Amazon Smile, meaning that you can help raise money for us while you shop at no extra cost to you. You can set up an account at easyfundraising.org.uk and select
0: Scovie as your cause. You can do the same at smile.amazon.co.uk and there you have to select Scottish Council on Visual Impairment as your cause. And just remember to always add Smile at the beginning of the URL when you are shopping.
1: Amazon Smile are doing a deal right now, which means you can raise even more money for SCOVI. They've upped their donation to 5% on all eligible purchases until Friday the 2nd of November. That's 10 times their usual contribution. So 10 times the amount of money that could be coming to Scovy. And we
0: could encourage you to shop by telling you how many weeks it is until Christmas, but that actually is just terrifying No, I me might right punch now. you in the face <laughs> if you did that. Oh, <laughs> threats of violence, Maggie. Not a fan of Christmas shopping. No. Well, well, here is a roundup of dates for your diary. As mentioned, the Scoby conference takes place on the 29th of November. That's at the Dior Centre in Perth. And the
1: cross-party group for vision, visual impairment has been moved to the 20th of November at 6pm in the Scottish Parliament and attendees remember to let Katrina Burness know that, they can, that you're wanting to come along. Seascape, formerly Five Society for the Blind, have another another of their
0: technology days. That's on Wednesday the 14th of November, and that's at the Vine Centre in Dunfermline. That venue has changed in the last couple of months, so that's the Vine Centre in Dunfermline. That's from 10am to 3pm. You may possibly have heard our report from their St Andrews event back in July, and you can find out more info at seascape.org.uk. You are, of course, listening to the Scovy podcast. And just to remind people of where you can follow Scovy, we are on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash News. We are on Twitter at ScovyTweet Tweet. And you can sign up to our mailing list on our website, scovy.org.uk. That is
1: S-C-O-V-I, of course. As always, please do let us know if you have any news or events that you'd like us to share in the Scovy newsletter and podcast. Yes, do please send that to me at carolyn.scott at scovy.org.uk.
0: For now, though, that is all that we have time for in this edition of the Scovy podcast. Thank you for listening. Please do share this and sign up to our mailing list at scovy.org.uk. Until next time, from me, Carolyn
1: Scott. And from me, Maggie Chapman. Goodbye. Cheerio.